says, now, if another believer sins against you, go what? Say that again. One more time. And point out the offense. Okay? So here's the thing. If another brother offends you, how many of you have ever been offended? You know, people get offended. Stuff people say things right. Here's how you deal with offense. If another believer sins again, now this is Jesus talking. And one of the ways you know it's Jesus talking because probably in your Bible it's in the red. That's a joke, y'all. But that's the truth. But if, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. Go point it out. So what am I supposed to do? If another believer sin against me, I'm supposed to go what? Privately, not with a group. If somebody, if you get offended by something that somebody do, your responsibility is to go to that person and try to work it out. These are what I call biblical remedies. How many know Jesus got answers for everything? Go to that, go right to them. And most people are too cowardly to go to the person. They'd rather hide behind somebody else. And he said, go privately and point out the offense. And if the other person listens and confesses, you have won that person back. How many know that's what we want? We want that anyway, right? Listen, if I, if I offend, if I get offended, if there's something between me and you, brother, sister, let's deal with it. Let's get this thing out, out in the open. Why? Because I don't want to be in an environment where I feel like I'm restricted. You see, if you've got a problem with certain people, every time you get around them, you feel restricted, you ain't free. Y'all hear me? You are not free if every time you go, I, I gotta get away. And you got these bad feelings. Because you have it, there's some unresolved conflict there that hasn't been dealt with. That every time you see them, you just feel like, oh. But you know what? There have been people that offend me, and I can still be around them and still love them. I'm free. I ain't got no bad feelings. I'm just like, you know, if they crazy, they crazy. And sometimes I just walk and I just say, they crazy, but I ain't mad about it. Because I refuse to be in bondage to anybody. I'm going to be free. When I see y'all there, I'm free. I'm free as a bird. I'll choose to live that way. I go to my brother privately, point out the offense. Because why? I want to work this out, right? In the spirit of reconciliation, let's work this out. Um, something was said, something was done. I, don't, I ain't like the way you looked at me last week. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. You didn't talk to me last week. And I'm used to you talking to me. And I'm offended. You know, we laugh sometimes, but that's, that's people really get offended by that. But here's what I'm trying to say. How healthy would we be if people practiced this scripture? Right? That when we get offended, I'm going to go to Brother Maurice. I'm going to go to Sister Naomi. So Sister Naomi, you know, something you did the other day, I want to talk to you about it. But it'd be wrong for me to go and, and grab everybody else and bring them in on the conversation. Why, what's the purpose of doing that anyway? What's really the purpose of doing it? When we do that, why are we doing that? Why do we, want to, why do we feel it necessary to get other people involved? Huh? Yeah. You know, some, sometimes, you know, <laughs> in churches, I've noticed, noticed a strange phenomenon in churches that, that when people, like, leave, they get mad at the pastor or somebody, they usually just can't go by themselves. <laughs> oh, no, you ain't getting away with that pastor. I'm going to take two or three with me. And we gloat about it like, whoo, whoop-a-doo, whoop -a wow. The problem with that is, you kind of like assume some responsibility for them now that you've dragged them into something. What are you going to do with them? 
Where are they going to go because, because you couldn't work it out? You didn't even try to work it out? See, y'all think, you, you're sitting here now, you, you're thinking, so, let me t- I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, these are the kind of things that we deal with on a regular basis. These little things right here can stop, hinder, kill a whole move of God. What God is doing in your life, people will leave their jobs. They will leave situations they're not supposed to do it, but because they get offended, they didn't know how to properly deal with it, they get themselves out of place. We want to guard and protect against that. We want to be in place. We want to be in step with God. Keep going. But if you are unsuccessful, let's say that you try to work it out. How many times some people you just can't? <laughs> some folks. <laughs> I, got this, I got this one colleague of mine that uh, he got this neighbor. He's he done everything. He did this lady just. Some folks just crazy. <laughs> I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you, we love everybody, but I just, I'm saying it so you all get. Some people... It's like, the, the, you know, the, the chair just don't sit up straight. The elevator don't go all the way up to the top. You just can't, you can't reason with them that way. But you try as best you can, right? We try to say, okay, let's try to work this out. But he said, if you're unsuccessful, you're dealing with a person, then take, take two others with you. In other words, the spirit is this. If I've got an issue, I'm going to take one sister. Now, hopefully it's somebody that got some spiritual maturity, right? Because... Right. <laughs> You tell the wrong, you tell the wrong person, boy. You made it worse. But take a couple of people with you. Say, look, can you help us mediate? Can you help us work this out? And look, we, we got this issue, and we can't see the past. We need you. We need you to help us. You know. And then, and then the Bible says now, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Keep going. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. You take it to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Now, now this person right here, is that my time to stop? <laughs> all right. Then if he or she, so this sermon goes all over the whole world, and then that's going to be on there. Okay. <laughs> all right. Then if he, or she, if he or she won't accept the church decision, Treat that person as an unbeliever. See, so let's say we take a couple of people and we can't resolve this issue. So, so then we can, we can go to the church leadership. Say, look, we got we to work this out. Now, for a person to come up to this point, it's gotten so bad that they're just obstinate. They're saying, I ain't going to change. I'm not going to repent. I'm going to hold on to this, period. Then at that point, ain't no more I can do with you. but how often do we ever even get to the, to the first step yeah. in most cases? We ain't even went to them proudly yet because <laughs> we get so mad. So, you know, sometimes you get so mad, you just react. We react. And I've seen them react right in front of people, like, you know, like, boom, you just go off. Then, you know, everybody, hey, what's wrong with you, sister? What? What are we doing? You see how that happens? That's why you got to know how to control yourself. Everybody say self-control. self-control. See, we getting free this morning. Yeah. That's right. Look at James chapter 4, verse 11. Watch this. We got to be about to finish. James chapter 4, verse 11. It says, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. Wow. Isn't that nice? He said, do not. Is that a suggestion? No. <laughs> See, don't y'all love the word? 
I mean, really, don't you love the word? I mean, the Bible just tells you exactly what you're supposed to do. This is so wonderful. I just love Jesus. He says, look, do not speak evil of one another. I have a responsibility not to speak evil of my brother and my sister. And, you know, and sometimes it's hard, ain't it? Let's be honest. Because sometimes we see stuff and well, we can criticize, right? We can talk evil. He said, don't do it. He said, he who speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. I mean, no, God ain't called you to be no judge. Don't speak evil of one another. Ephesians 4, listen to this. You can just write this down. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But, but listen to this. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace. Everybody say grace. Grace to the hearers. So here's the question I got to ask myself. What I'm about to say about this person, is it going to build up or is it going to tear down? That's what I need to ask. That's the first thing. Okay, I'm upset. I'm mad. That was an air conditioner. It's about here, all that just come right through the wall. Somebody about to get refreshed. Some nice cool air. Um, my daughter, like, you got some issues today. I stayed up a little late last night because my sister was here, so I'm not normal. So y'all got to forgive me for that. But I, but I think you're getting it, though, right? All right. All right. Amen. Amen. So let no word proceed, no, no uh, corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for edification. Now, so I need to ask myself, okay, what am I about to say? Is it going to edify or tear down? I need to ask myself that question before I say it. I'm about to, see, I want this to be a culture of people that it's just a positive, how many like positive Amen. atmosphere? Yeah. That you come in, you feel like, ain't nobody talking about me. <laughs> you just feel like, you know, these are people, they love, they love God. I feel like I'm, I, I can be honest here. I feel like I, you know, I just feel like there's a, there, there's a culture of grace here. Mm -hmm. That people are not judging each other unjustly. You know, people are loving each other. We got issues. We know how to handle it biblically. That's what this is all about. It's, that's why the series is called House Cleaning. Because how many know when people see the church fight and go crazy, how many people are we going to win to Christ that way? I don't know if my sister was somebody talking last night how they were saying that the pastor, I don't know who it was, somebody maybe here was talking about how the pastor got in a fight with somebody at the door, at the church. They were going at it. I mean, blows. If I'm driving by and they said, the church, you are the light of the world. Really? Really? That's, that's light? We laugh, but you know that kind of stuff happens all the time in church. And we sit by and we just say, hey, no big deal. You know, that's just that church. No, that church reflects on this church. Because people got a perception about the church and it's universal to a lot of people. And when they see Christians argue each other, gossip, talk about one another, if you're on a job and you're gossiping and talking about your boss in a way that doesn't build up, listen, you don't have to like your boss. I've had plenty of them I didn't like. But you know what? When I hear them over there talking, and I don't participate in that. I just say, I just listen. I, I can't do that because I know when I do that, then I'm outside of what God wants me to do. I'll pray for my boss. I'll even pray to God get rid of my boss. I'll pray to God move me. It's okay to ask God to move your boss. 
ain't can't, he may not give it to you. Because a lot of times God will leave, put people in your place for a reason, to fix you up. God will teach you patience with some hard-headed bosses sometimes. You'd be like, Lord, I want to get out of this. Get me free. God, no, you're going to stay right there because I'm teaching you something. Because I mean, no, we got some blind spots. Amen? I got a couple of blind spots. And people here remind me all the time my blind spots. Don't you, Diva? Oh, there you go. I didn't see. Okay. <laughs> Everybody got blind spots. We help each other out. Amen? So we're going to edify each other. And then 1 Peter 2.1. You got that verse? Therefore, laying aside all malice. Here we go. All deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and what? Evil speaking. All right. So here's what we got to think of. I want you to think of it this way. Okay? Um, lay aside all evil speaking. So understand that this was your old life before you came to Christ, right? You would talk about people, right? You were somewhat deceitful. Some of us, we used to be a thief. You didn't pay all your taxes. You were looking for ways to get out of that, were you? That's what you used to be. We ain't say, say, I ain't like that no more, Pastor. So I'm saved. I'm holy. I don't steal. I don't cheat. Because I've been saved. Saved people don't do that, right? Saved people don't do this either. Look, he said, lay aside evil speaking. Demonic speaking. You got to put it down. And say, I'm going to be, you know, there's one pastor that people criticize a lot. And I got, you know, I'm not promoting or not promoting. I'm just going to say this. He said, pastor got a huge church out of Texas. I will say this. One thing that he does get right, and I think that people like, is they like to be in an atmosphere where they get lifted up with encouraging words. That's an attribute of the kingdom because Jesus often, they, the Bible said that they marveled at the gracious words that flowed out of his mouth. Jesus always lifted people up. Can you, can you, can you see Jesus as being just nasty and, and taking stuff personal and lashing out at people? No, he always lifted people up, and people were drawn to that. And we're his kids. We speak truth. But we always do it in a way to lift up, not to tear people down. That got to be the driving force. Finally, this is our last verse, and we're done. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. And if you heard nothing else I said, then hear this verse right here. But I say to you, therefore, every idle word. How many words? A couple of words. I mean, every now, certain phrases. Some kind of words. I mean, particular words. What does that say? Every. Now read the scripture. Every idle word men may speak. Idle. That means it ain't even got to be like a serious conversation. They will give an account of it in the day of judgment. So let's say that you're gossiping, you're saying some stuff, and you're, telling, you, you, you're involved in that. Every one of us one day going to have to give an account for God for what we say out of our mouth. People that tear people down in unjust ways. That's why y'all, look, that ought to be inspiration for you to get. My mom used to say, if you don't have anything good to say about somebody, 
Some, some of us just need to do this. We, we need to practice this for a little while because we got so bad. We just need to walk around. What's wrong with you, brother? I'm just trying to keep myself together. You got to do what you got to do. Some of us just say, look, we need to get those things. What do they put around their mouth? What do they call it when you tie that thing around your mouth? Yeah, muzzle or whatever, you know. Get it and put it on your mouth and say, look, I'm going to just walk around. If somebody asks you, say, look, say, the Lord is helping me out. The Lord is helping me to help you because I, I, I just got a problem. And some of us got a problem with this that we just repeat everything we hear. Sometimes we don't even get all the facts. Somebody say it and then we just go back, oh. And before we knew it, we didn't ruin somebody. We ruined poor Naomi. Nobody has. I'm just using it because you're up here this morning. You going to sit in front again? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever gonna say anything bad about Naomi. She just she's a good woman. That's a that's a mighty woman of faith right there. But uh, but you know we just gotta be people that just say, look, I'm gonna have to give an account for what I say. I'm not gonna be talking about. I'm not I'm not gonna just fly off my mouth like that. So some of you who got temper problems, you know you got some of you know you got a bad temper, and, and you know how you sometimes say words you shouldn't say when you get mad. Okay, y'all don't understand. How about profanity? Y'all know what that is? Yeah. Okay, cursing. The Bible said blessing and cursing ain't supposed to come out the same fountain. Some of us get mad and we start cursing up a storm. I mean, I've been in church a couple of times. I heard people, whoa, 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 whoa. Lord, help them pray for them. <laughs> because you got to practice discipline. And it's going to happen for you overnight. But first, we got to acknowledge, I got a problem with this. I got a problem with gossip. I got a problem with what I say out of my mouth. I tear people down. I'm not a very encouraging person. And that's hard to come to grips with that, isn't it? But you want, God called you to be an encourager. God called you to be a person to lift up people. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.